Warning, the Happy Ending Pod shows a couple of guys with microphones and a computer consuming copious amounts of alcohol and who say anything about anyone and everything they feel like. It is all in fun and not to be taken seriously. We don't own the rights to any music playing during our broadcast. Thank you and enjoy. We were somewhere around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered blotter acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers, also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, two dozen amyl. Not that we needed all that for the trip, but once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. The only thing that really worried me was the ether. There is nothing in the world more helpless and irresponsible and depraved than a man in the depths of an ether binge. And I knew we'd get into that rotten stuff pretty soon. Pacho, Grant. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, it's a happy birthday episode. It is. It's Another birthday celebration. Yes. Do we have others? We've had celebration episodes. I don't remember if we've had birthdays. Oh, well. Should we sing happy birthday? Nah. Or do you don't think he'll appreciate it? <laughs> I don't that? think he'd appreciate it. <laughs> he'd probably tell us so to shut the fuck up. He would be 82 years young today, Hunter S. Thompson. He would indeed. Um... On, uh, we opened the episode with some lines from Fear and Loathing. Yep. And uh, one toke over. So this is going to be a Hunter S. Thompson episode. It is indeed. And we're going to keep it that way to honor 
the good doctor. There you go. Uh, Raul Duke. Raul Duke, yeah. What <laughs> a fucking great alter ego. I know. Um, I highly recommend they read it, too. I do, yes. And see the movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And go further here. This is one of those ones where, like, obviously, any when you get into, like, our like the nerd realm of stuff that we're into, like Game of Thrones and comic yeah. books and stuff like that, people are like, well, did you read the book? This is almost one where I'd recommend watching the movie first and then, and then reading, reading the, the book. book. Yeah. Only because, well, unless you want to go through and watch a bunch of interviews of Hunter Thompson, because you got to get his cadence. It yeah, makes reading got, the book the, yeah, so much funner. You can't watch Fear and Loathing once no. and have a fucking clue what's going on. No, it, it no took way. me four or five times oh, yeah, to get yeah. a grip of and everything I've that he's still probably to. watched it 40 or 50 times, and I Yo, still yeah. catch something I missed. Yes, exactly. So, But yeah, I, I, you can watch the movie first just because Johnny Depp does a great job of mimicking Hunter's yeah, delivery. Yeah, he does. The way he spoke was oh, very yeah. unique. Yeah, yeah. So that's for why a guy I, from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which very not the delivery I was expecting. No, 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 not yeah. But it, that it, the, the cadence, the delivery, and everything after re- watching the movie and reading the book, I read it in his voice now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, you have great. to. He's it's, narrating it as I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, it. it's, yeah. It's it, great. You have to. And, and I know you were a guy that didn't like uh, didn't want to read books. No, I'm not a big reader. It's because I was forced to do it. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, I mean, you were all right with comics, but when I told you you got to read this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after watching it, the movie, I was like, I'm in. It's like the Book of the Dead. It reads in, like stereo. Okay. You know, okay. from Beetlejuice. Yeah. You ever see Beetlejuice? No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wasted that. Wasted that joke, folks. Um, Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> so we started the episode with. Uh, some lines from Fear and Loathing. Yep. One took over the line, in fact, <laughs> uh, which song I hate. It's not, a, it's, it's not a very good song. But since it's in the book and in the movie, you, you gotta. You gotta use it. Yeah, like we said, it would be great if there was a karaoke version for the whole song with of, Dr. Uh, Gonzo. Or at least Benicio Del Toro doing yeah. it, yeah. Well, that's his character. Yeah, 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 Dr. Gonzo, yeah. Who plays. Well, let, let's. Since we brought up Dr. Gonzo. Yeah. You have information for us, because Dr. Gonzo is no longer living. As we know, Hunter t- com- took his own life in 2005. Yeah. With, what was it? A bullet. He shot, shot himself. Yeah, he shot himself. Yeah, put a gun in his mouth and pulled the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and to this day, don't understand that. No. Uh, there's a lot of theories about it. Uh, there are conspiracy theories that he was murdered. Yeah. Because I, he did do an interview. Not an interview. He did have a conversation with Ralph Stedman on the phone, because uh, he was doing work on 9-11. He was, that's he right was, he, he was, was looking researching at the, yeah. it and he was convinced that there was more to it than what yeah yeah we were yeah told. and then that's right and he's talking to ralph because ralph said this was like the first time he'd been excited in a long time about what he was doing and in general because he had his hip replaced and he was in a lot of pain and stuff like that yeah so uh, he wasn't always in the best frame of mind from what i've read and heard in interviews well wait, wait 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 we're talking about the guy who had 2,000 amels <laughs> and a bottle of ether. Yes. Not, uh, ether, ether. not being in the right straight state state of mind. For different reasons. In the New York state of mind? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, so for different reasons. Yes. Uh, Morphine. Basically, yeah. Oh. Yeah, pain and, yeah, yeah. and being depressed and okay. being miserable. Uh, having is, your hip replaced at that age is tough. Is Stedman still alive? Yes, he is. Yep. He, uh, Flying Dog Brewery, had the Gonzo birthday bash yesterday. Yes. Uh, in Maryland, and uh, Stedman actually tweeted them, said, "How can I be a part of this?" Oh, so he was supposed to Skype in and talk to everybody. Oh, I know. I know. So anyway, uh, well, let's go over the Samoan. Oh well, we were talking about his suicide. Uh, okay, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, continue but with the he, suicide talk, conspiracy. He was talking to Stedman and saying, uh, "I know how these bastards work. They're going to come and kill me and make it look like a suicide." Oh, so. There, that sparked the theory. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we don't necessarily get into, like the gun didn't rechamber around and stuff like that. Oh, it really did? Itself. But How does that happen? The police declared it was because it was full of like blood and bone and brain and shit like that. Because he, I mean, he, he put the gun in his mouth and pulled the trigger. So okay, but shot doesn't, it usually, doesn't it usually go backwards? Well, yeah, but it clogged. It didn't, okay, it didn't cycle. but... but. I, I know. It, 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 it clogged instantaneously. I, I, believe me, I went down the rabbit hole on this, yeah. this this theory as well because I didn't know that, that the 
that the, uh, the apparently the gun was in a position with the slide closed and no round in the chamber, which is very peculiar because you would at least think that it would have recoiled and stayed open. But, uh, so yeah, that it, for me it doesn't add up, but what do I know? Yeah. So that's what sparked it. If you, uh, if you go online and um, search, or if you go on uh, Google Chrome and do Hunter S. Thompson suicide or conspiracy theories, that'll all pop up. There's, there's plenty to read about it. They have the whole coroner's report and everything. So the, the cops said it was uh, all normal, but, I mean, obviously, if it was a conspiracy, the cops are going to say it was all normal, aren't they? Yeah, well, if it was a, 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 a murder. A cover-up or something, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it, it's conspicuous. I would expect it, that at least it would have... Uh, the slide would have been stuck back or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something would, would yeah, it would, just it doesn't make sense. No. Did they say that it was still full? <laughs> All the bolts were accounted yeah, for. Yeah, nothing yeah. missing. Yeah. And there were people home when it happened. Yeah. And they, they said they heard a noise but thought it like somebody dropped something. I'm not sure how familiar everybody is with uh, gunfire, but you don't mistake it for somebody dropping like a book or a hammer in your house. Okay. That's pretty unmistakable. Yeah, yeah. Because it's loud outside. Yeah. It's fucking deafening inside. Inside, yeah. It'll, yeah. You'll, yeah, yeah. You'll so hear it, it, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. That's what jumped out to me. The slide and uh, the sound. I mean, when somebody shoots in my neighborhood and it's two blocks away or a block away, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? So yeah. in a house, you'd be it would be close to deafening. Yeah. So yeah, that that's something that didn't add up to me is either but again not yeah. an expert and it's all stuff written online that you can read and the corners reports published and all that stuff so any autopsy I, I think, photos no oh, okay. no um yeah the corners report and i think the police report you can download and the movie's for what 98 i believe so yes so what you're looking at a good seven years yeah that's it yep i know yeah the rum diary came out after he died yes yeah yeah did you live long enough to face a movie on? Did you live your life? What is it, the Jim Morrison quote? Did you live your life long enough to live a base a movie on? Something like that. Anyway. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, so now Dr. Gonzo. Yes. Who is known Oscar as Oscar Zeta Acosta? Yes. And he was a real lawyer. Yes, he was. Uh, he was born in El Paso, Texas, in '35. Uh, and he was an American attorney, politician, novelist, and activist. Um, he he was uh, he did write a little. He wrote the his novel called the autobiography of Buffalo Brown and the Revolt of the Cockroach People. I uh, where is that one? Pretty distinguished title. Yes, there. it is. It's but uh, he is most famous for being uh, being characterized as the heavyweight Samoan attorney for. Um, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, in the book. Yes, yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Because even though we we know Fear and Loathing is based on uh, Hunter Thompson's trip, basically, to Vegas multiple yes. times. Yes. So. But it's theorized that he went out on a boat in Mexico full of uh, drug dealers. Uh, the quote he was... Uh, he telephoned his son and said he's about to board a boat full of white snow. Um, the body was never found. His son is quoted in saying, but we surmise that probably knowing the people he was involved with, he ended up mouthing off, getting into a fight, and getting killed. So, uh, May 27th, 1974, he disappeared and was never seen again. Hunter theorized that he was killed by the drug dealers on the boat or that uh, he was the victim of political assassination for his... What was he here again? 97. 70, no, uh, he disappeared in 74. Oh, so, wow. So this is shortly less than three full years after, after Fear, Fear and Loathing, Loathing is done. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Fear and Loathing, I believe, was published in 72. Okay. Hmm. Well, well, you, uh, it's 71 it was published. So you wonder when the last time is they saw each other. Yeah. Because, I mean, the book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, is all the exploits of the two of them in Vegas. Yep. Yeah, I, that's the one thing it didn't say was when they last. Yeah. And unfortunately, with Hunter gone now, we'll never know. Yeah. Yeah, and 67 is when they met. Yeah, that's... 
That's it. Hmm. Doesn't say how. Well, obviously, <laughs> they were friends in, for seven years, but I don't know much else about that. Like when they last talked or anything. Yeah. But there's um, fitting background music to our note about our the dead. We're discussing their passings. Yes. Um. There's a, a, a 80s movie with Bill Murray and Peter Boyle. Yeah. Where the Buffalo where the, Rome. Yeah, I know. I um, want to get it, but it's like, it's pretty expensive for Blu-ray. It's also pretty bad. I've heard, yeah. Yeah, it's not. You said it's not great. It's tough to watch. And I love both of them. Oh, Bill Murray and Peter Boyle. I, you can't I, yeah, go wrong yeah, with Yeah, it's them. just tough to watch. I, uh, I saw a couple of clips of it, and Bill Murray, he, again, he has the cadence down pat. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's Raul Duke. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty good. But yeah, it's hard to. It's yeah. He, he, uh, there was an interview we did about that movie, and he said it's tough to get out of the headspace of Hunter S. Thompson after that. After two, he said that character was tough to get rid of. I or, or let go yeah. of. Yeah. Could you have imagined? Uh, I mean, Johnny Depp does a fantastic job, but oh yeah. But because uh, he dwells in every and every character he does, could you imagine? He's uh, very method. Yes, but could you have imagined uh, Heath Ledger giving it a, a shot? That would have been interesting. I think yeah, so. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> very, unfortunately, notorious for his method acting. Now. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but Benicio Del Toro as well. I mean, it's a fantastic cast with those. Just, just those two. Those you don't two, need any... Yeah, I don't care yeah. who else is in it. I, the the side the characters... They're, Christina Ricci. Are, ...are immense. Um, what's his name? Tobey Maguire. That's right, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, as the hitchhiker at the beginning. Yeah, um, Christopher Maloney is the the gay clerk at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. really good. Real, in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you, you <laughs> fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been taking your shit <laughs> for so long now. Yeah, such a great scene. <laughs> Even the cop that's screaming at him, he's kind of like a C-list actor. But yeah, know, yeah, you, you know, you you've know seen him, him from the era. Yeah, yeah, and he always played that kind of role um, too. Gary Busey. Oh, yeah. Gary Busey is the cop who pulls him with the yeah, highway, highway patrol, patrol and pulls and him yeah. over, which is a great scene. It's, it's so low. <laughs> so low. <laughs> yeah, just a little kiss. Just a little kiss. <laughs> and you wonder, you know, that's in the book, and, and supposedly the book is about the exploits. Yeah. If did that really happen to him? The getting pulled over and the kissing. Uh, I thought you told me the kiss was uh, improvisation by BC and nobody even knew about it. Okay, so I I, maybe it. Yeah. I did. It's not in the book. Okay, yeah. so then maybe yeah. Yeah, because you told me that the BC came up with that on his okay. own and he caught everybody off guard. I'm yeah, so glad they kept it. Absolutely, so worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's parts Hunter Thompson doesn't like about the movie. Really? Yeah, there were things that he didn't like. Okay. Um. Maybe we should get a song in from the movie here. That works, and then we can come back and, with. Uh, and we'll come in with a little. Didn't. Yeah, what he didn't like. There were things he didn't like. I remember uh, Depp discussing that. Okay, too. I could I could see that. I mean, the, well, yeah, we'll discuss it when we come. Back yeah, yeah, because you think about the guy who lived through this. Yeah, yeah. And it's, now you're portraying what I lived through on a movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you know. Yeah. He wasn't Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Sometimes you hear Wyatt Earp was full of shit, and mm-hmm. you know so. So yeah, let's, let's, get, let's get a good song on here from the movie and then we'll, uh, we'll discuss that. 1965, the great San Francisco acid wave. I recall one night in a place called The Matrix. There I was. Mother of God, there I am. Holy fuck. Uh, clearly I was a victim of the drug explosion. A natural street freak, just eating whatever came by. I decided to eat only half of the acid at first, but I spilled the rest on the sleeve of my red woolen shirt. What's the trouble? Well, all this white stuff on my sleeve is LSD.
Just behind some narrow door in all his favorite bars, men in red woolen shirts are getting incredible kicks from things he'll never know. <sighs> so, <laughs> I was wrong. Hunter's only problem with the movie was Tobey Maguire. Which fair. I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't there. think I've seen a thing he's done I liked. Um, no, I liked uh, Seabiscuit. Never saw Sea Biscuit. That's a horse racing movie. I, I know what it is. Okay. No, it's not about a it's, sea cracker. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about a water cracker? No. <laughs> you know, a lot of water crackers can swim. Yeah. <laughs> We're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So since we uh, we're we're, um, we're into the episode, we are okay, and into the beer. That too, that too. Okay. Somebody should have ate tonight. Yeah. Oh God! All right. So uh, before we forget any further, yes, because now we got multiple. We are. The uh, dose. We do. B trace today's bees. See. <laughs> In honor of Dr. Gonzo, we spoke Spanish for yeah, the, the we, Samoan. We butchered player. Spanish. Yeah, too. Yeah. So, if you're ready to get us started with your I am, B3s, I am indeed uh, all aboard. Oh, that sucked. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, we are riding the Rusty Rail with Rusty Rail Brewing. Uh, it's the Mobius Pretzel Imperial Imperial. Oh, I'll get it the third time. Imperial sa- Salted Pretzel Ale. That, that just flows off the tongue. It does. It is an ale with sea salt and natural flavors. Okay. Uh, an IBU of twenty, and I would agree with that. It is not bitter at all. No, no, it's not. And it clocks in at an ABV of eight point oh. Uh, I yes. think this is our first time featuring Rusty Rail on I the show. I believe so. And uh, it is a very strong. Open for them, I would say. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, a I local did. brewery as yeah. well, Pennsylvania yep. State, uh, Mifflinburg. Oh yes, right down the street next to Wilsonburg. A hop, skip, and a jump away. Um, saltier than the Weybacher pret, uh, pre- uh, pre- pretzel stout. 
<laughs> breakfast pretzel stout was that what it was no it was just, it was just a pretzel, pretzel stout okay. whatever the hell it was i don't remember i didn't i didn't get to have that one i know it was delicious <laughs> <laughs> so that one was a little bit better <clears throat> i liked it better than this but okay. they're both good but the wirebacher had more to it this is just a, a salted pretzel ale sure i thought the wirebacher had other stuff in it i don't remember i thought it did <laughs> might have been the same night as that can but of... again ale versus stout yeah though, yeah so. yeah but so, uh, that was very good, though. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, light in color, but uh, not like bold in, in flavor. There you go. That's right. Call us; we can write your ads. Why do we have to put numbers on there? Yeah, no. call now. Call now. Six six six. Ooh, <laughs> five 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 five. Yeah, <laughs> five 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 six 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 six. Hell, there we go. One nine hundred. <laughs> yeah, one eight hundred helps me. So, and what's our second dose? What's our dose? Our do today's our, pee. Our dose. Today's pee. Uh, the, the, the dose we are currently drinking. Yes, it is. Is by Victory. Let's they go are, deep. They're local as well. It's a local show. They're from Downingtown. Uh, this is from Victory Beer. It is their Java Cask Coffee Stout aged in bourbon barrels. And uh, we're going to get a... I think he already just slammed his. And I said mine. And whatever he said, I did. Wow. Yes, I did. Yep, that's because it's too easy to drink. For, that is, yeah, for a, a bourbon barrel one, the coffee is subtle. Let's say that. There's coffee. It's so maybe over, only on the label. It's overpowering. Yeah. I think of the aftertaste after you swallow and you kind of you get a little hint. Um, I think I get a hint of coffee um, when I go and get a cup of coffee and drink it after this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be polite. It's you over. Were. It's overpowered. It is. It's. It's still not horrible. No, it's not bad. No, but it's. It's. A, it's, 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 it's an ass beer. kicker, and it clocks in at a uh, a daudry fourteen point three percent. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's. It's like drinking water. Yeah. It's. Yeah. That's a good beer. It is good. It's. I wouldn't say it's great though. That's a good beer. Yeah, like I said. No KBS. No. No, I mean. Few things are. Yeah, yeah. That's right, another shout out for founders. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone that far. They haven't given us everything. I know. Anyway, so. Right, I retract the shout out. So what do you have here? Victory. Victory. <laughs> he won. <laughs> we always win. What are we talking about? Anyway, so what do we have? Uh, we're continuing with a little Hunter S. Thompson birthday celebration, which is why we're getting smashed so early. Yeah. Right out of the gate. In honor of uh, the departed yes. uh, writer. I wish there would have been, I mean, he couldn't have been recorded while doing what he did because he'd have gotten thrown in jail as evidence with it. But I would have loved to somehow seen or shadow him doing oh, what yeah. he did. Because I, I know how dysfunctional, and I mean that in like a barely alive capacity, we get at the end of some nights. Yeah. I can't imagine doing the regiment that he did. Now, granted... That was built up after years of it, so you it, would imagine. It, it, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. He yeah. says he says that in the one chapter of Fear and Loathing, it's not something that you just start off. Yeah, with. Yeah, he, yeah. he built up to that, but still, I mean. Well, even on uh, we and we played the line earlier when you're getting it. He, he says when you get into a um, a large drug collection. Yeah, it's not a binge. It's not a, a, an abuse. It's a collection. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> just about seeing how far you can grow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't it's think a he, hobby. he didn't do it all at once or all in a day. But no. still, there had to have been days where he couldn't walk straight lines from yeah. sunrise to sunset. Yeah, yeah. I would have just loved to see that. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, there's nights where we can stagger up the stairs to get out of here. And we fall over. Yeah. Or throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo chicken dip. It's highly recommended. That's a B3's vomit recommendation right there. If you're going to get puke. If you're going to get sick and puke later and you know it, buffalo chicken dip is a very friendly item to come up with. <laughs> that was so necessary, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't think we... Whatever. Yeah. Um, so what else we got here? We're still playing music from the movie. Yes. And let's not forget he did Rum Diaries. Oh, he did a bunch, yeah. Hell's Angels. Uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail. Uh, yeah. I never read that one. Not sure I had interest. 
Uh, I'm going to read it eventually. Whose campaign was it? Nixon? Nixon, yeah. He was, he was not a Nixon fan. No, well, duh. Yeah. But uh, we can go through his uh, his uh, bibliography if you would sure. like real quick. Because the, the list cooperates. Any day now. All right. <coughs> so his first published book uh, was Hell's Angels, The Strange and Terrible Saga of the Outlaw Motorcycle Gangs, which he actually was a member of. Yeah. Um, that was originally published in 67 and then republished in 75, and it's been re-re-republished numerous times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next came Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in 1971. Probably his most popular. His most famous, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was, uh, I don't know about Hell's Angels. I'm sure it was, but I know Fear and Loathing was uh, Rolling Stone articles first. Yes, yeah. So I don't... Yeah, because he wrote for Rolling Stone as well. Yeah. Originally, he was sent to Vegas to cover the race the Mint by Sports Illustrated. Okay. Yeah, that's who hired him originally. Yeah, the, it, it was published as a book. It was his first attempt at a nonfiction novel. Okay. So then you go from Fear and Loathing into uh, Fear and Loathing on the campaign trail yeah. in 72. Uh, the, the cover art for that is great, though. It's, uh, it's a skull and a color, colored like an American flag, and there's swastikas coming up in the eyes. Oh. Not a fan of uh, Nixon at all. No, no, it wasn't. And uh, strangely enough, a pretty accurate logo that you could use today. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for baby Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gonzo Papers, Volume 1, The Great Shark Hunt, Strange Tales from a Strange Time. Uh, I just got this book yesterday. I haven't had a chance to read it. It's going to take me a while to read it because it's 624 pages. Wow, where did you get that? Amazon. Oh. It was uh, one of the. I got two Hunter Thompson books and an Archer book uh, between their Black Friday deals and like coupons and shit. I yeah. saved like 980 on them, oh, wow. so they they were fucking cheap. Yeah, I'd have bought them anyhow, but with the discounts and stuff like that, how could you not? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did read some reviews on it and some uh, summarizations of it, and some people say that was actually his most important and impactful book that he ever wrote. Really? Yeah, so I'm excited to read that. Okay. Uh, a lesser known one is uh, The Curse of Lono. Never heard of that. It uh, describes his experiences in Hawaii in 1980. It was originally published in 83, and then in 2005 it was re-released again. But uh, it's... it's uh, They're allegedly uh, supposed to be doing a movie on it. That w- production started in 2018, but I've heard nothing about that. Depp? No, it just... Uh, Why would you not put Depp in there? Steve Pink. Who the fuck is Steve Pink? The director. Oh, but not Johnny Depp. Oh, he uh, he wrote, or he directed, accepted, and Hot Tub Time Machine, Gross Point oh, Blank, well, and High Fidelity. Well, well, slow down there on them. <laughs> Dropping names like that. Hot Tub Time Machine, he's fucking Oscar worthy. That's on the same tier of Hunter Thompson. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Way to shit on him. Uh, but yeah, it involves his uh, experiences in Hawaii, and uh, it's without reading the book. Reading like his books don't summarize well in a paragraph. No, there's so much going on. But and yeah, but I read something about bludgeoning fish to death and stuff like that. So there's that's that's one I'm Alaska? interested. Alaska? No, oh, okay. I said fish, not seals. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, migrants? Oh, fish, not children. <laughs> oh boy, there's a joke I could make that would be genuinely awful, and I'm just gonna keep going ahead because even I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next came Gonzo Papers Volume Two: A Generation of Swine. What, Tales what are of the Gonzo sh- Papers? They just about him, his Gonzo. I mean, because like you know, um, it's just basically what writing it's he's a, writing it's, about whatever the hell. It, it's hit, at. it's his it's a con- it's a collection of his uh, his writings. This. Uh, Gonzo Papers Volume 2 is over 100 of his columns. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, oh, all right. So, like, his stuff for Rolling Stone, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Because this stuff was all put out. I mean, like, this one, this was put out in 88. Okay. So, this is, uh, he's he's well known at this point, but he hasn't quite exploded. Yeah, not until another 10 years, almost. Yeah. Uh, Gonzo Papers Volume 3, Songs for the Doomed, uh, More Notes on the Death of the American Dream. I actually picked this one up. 
at a uh, at a bookstore used, and it's a first edition hardcover. Oh well, I was, fuck! I was pretty yeah, fucking you can't go wrong with that. that. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice collection. Yeah, and it's uh, I always like taking hardcovers and taking the dust jackets off and looking at the art underneath or whatever there is. Oh yeah, because I was covering an engraved thing in the yeah. There's an engraved Gonzo fist oh, with yeah? the sword in the. And the uh, the sword and the, the the two thumb fists with the peyote button in the middle, oh, okay. embossed in silver. Oh wow! Yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. that was a hell of a. Uh, Gonzo Papers Volume Four, better than sex. Confessions of a political junkie. And then uh, you get into the Fear and Loathing Letters Volume One, the Proud Highway, the saga of a desperate Southern gentleman. Jesus. I picked that one up as well. Uh, that's 784 pages. Oh my god! <laughs> but they're they're collect. I mean, well, that they're one, collections of art. It's not telling a story. It's just co- articles yes. in regards to stuff. Um, that covers 55 to 67 the years of his life. So his Air Force, his early days in yeah. and stuff like wait, that. Wait, 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 Air Force? Yeah, he was in the Air Force. I did not know this. Yep. This is stuff we should have been discussing on the show. We we will. Oh, we well, can let's get do into it. that. He was on the Air Force, folks. The Rum Diary. When was that written? That, uh, that was published in 88, but it was written in the early 60s. It took that long to get published. Wait, well, let's see. Or is that based on articles as well? No. Uh, it's it's a manuscript that started in 59, and it was, oh, it was, it was actually discovered amongst Thompson Papers by Johnny Depp. Uh, the story involves a journalist named Paul Kemp who in the 50s moved from New York to a major newspaper, the Daily News, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's a, it was actually a second novel. Hmm. It was only preceded by the unpublished Prince Jellyfish. I remember that SpongeBob episode. <laughs> but that is, uh, that's early in his career. Yeah. So that was... So the Rum Diary just sat around collecting dust for... Yeah, it didn't, 30 some that, years. It was, some that years. didn't get published until 98. Oh, so 30. It was So 30 Johnny some Depp years. is pretty much the reason, the reason why that got, got published. It got published the same year the movie came out. They're fucking around at his house, and he goes, Hunter, what is this? And yeah, it gets yeah, yeah. published. Because Hunter, a little bit of trivia, you probably know, Hunter actually shaved Depp's head for the movie. Did he? There's, I did not know yeah, that. I think there's video of it you can find. Oh, all right. Depp was not thrilled about his head being shaved because his hair is kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. But Hunter's got a shit-eating grin and he's got the clippers <laughs> and he's shaving his head, yeah. Uh, Screwjack was published in 2000. Uh, Mr. Leary, he dead. Uh, that was published that, in, in 96. To, is that about Timothy Leary? No. Okay, then. It's Dennis a, Leary? It's a eulogy for psychologist and psychedelic drug researcher advocate Timothy Leary. Well, that's what I just said about Timothy Leary. Did you? Yes. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was going to say, it's either him or Dennis Leary. That one's Dennis Leary's still alive. But there is no cure for cancer, Dennis. Screwed, uh, Mr. Leary, he did. That's a tough one to find. Is it? What? Yeah, they didn't make a lot of them. Didn't sell well? They didn't make a lot. Um, hand-sewn and hand-printed in New Orleans. 300 hand-numbered copies. And how much? 26 special lettered copies were then produced. Ouch! Yeah, so there's 326 total. Yeah. But uh, well, Why is that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it contains a simulated blotter sheet on which Leary's likeness is printed. So, like, it's printed on an, uh, there's an acid sheet of his uh, face. Oh, that's cool. Man. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Can you lick it and get high? I wish. That would be awesome. How are you? Very good, how are you? In-studio uh, guest. In-studio guest, we're discussing nothing you know about. We've, we've talked about it. Other than her making H- fun of me about you're watching Hunter, this again. Hunter Thompson in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, it was his birthday His yesterday. birthday was yesterday. We reached out to the artist. Hopefully he'll contact us. That'd be awesome. But I don't know if he'd want to do that two days in a row. Uh, he reached out to them. Uh, yeah, he did. So, Flying Dog Brewery. In Maryland. A, in Maryland. Uses the artist, uh, Ralph Steadman, who did the artwork for Hunter Thompson's books. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Flying Dog was doing a celebration for his birthday. Ralph Stebbin, the artist, reached out and said, "Hey, I'd like to be a part." And he wanted, and he wanted to Skype in when they had Skyped the party in at the brewery. Yeah. yeah. So, because everybody's deceased, other than Johnny Depp. I'm getting all of Johnny Depp to talk about. Really fucking hard. <laughs> oh yeah, Benicio. Too. They hung out. And Christina Ricci. Yeah, I don't. She didn't hang out. She should have. Uh, Benicio and uh, Depp were at his house, though. Yeah. Well, can you? Yeah. yeah. 
I can uh, look, let's be honest. Two actors I'd love to talk to, Johnny Depp and Benicio yeah. Del Toro. You got a better chance of talking to Benicio. Yeah, because he's doing those shitty Heineken commercials. Well, he's a, he's, he's a more normal dude, too. No, I agree. I think, as much as I like Depp, I think he's high on himself. What's so risky and you wanna oh, in your team? You want to the girl? What's all these crazy questions they're asking me? Here's a, good, here's a good part for a break, Bob. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, he published a couple more books. But well, we'll get back. We'll finish that. Okay. Okay. Hey, we're back. We pick, oh, we do what we, rogue. We, we do what I we had to prepared. do. Um, and uh, we have a B three or three B. We have B three three Bs three. Three or traced. three B threes cubed. B3 Bs. Yes. B three cubed squared traced. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Brought to you by Burger King. <laughs> eat fresh. I don't yeah, think that's their slogan. Eat flesh. Eat yes. Technically. Brought to you by a uh, 26-minute wait for fast food, barely cooked, <laughs> with a stray pickle. How do you like your that burger? Was my cheeseburger? <laughs> Heavily charred. <laughs> stray pickle, that was my stage name. <laughs> Dill pickle. All right, so uh, we broke the Pennsylvania trend. No! But it was worth it. Where we go? California. Oh, right uh, This one comes from High Water Brewing. It is their campfire stout. It is a stout brewed with graham crackers and molasses with other natural flavors added. We always wonder what those other natural flavors I are. I know. It's just say what it is. Porcupine piss. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> and it clocks in at a 6.5 ABV. I don't think that could be porcupine piss. That would be higher ABV. You think so? Yeah, I think it's probably like mold urine. Possum sperm. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so smooth. <laughs> Hippopotamus eggs. Hippopotamus? <laughs> More than that, eggs? <laughs> I think you meant platypus. I was trying to go platypus. 
Because if you're going to eat something strange, it should probably be platypussy. Anyway, so you had a couple books left. We had to before we get to uh, the to, to wrapping up our episode of yeah. Mayhem, Madness, and Calamity. Uh, yeah, the I think uh, of the Good Doctor. Yes, uh, Hey Rube, Bloodsport, The Bush hey, Doctrine, Rube. and the Downward Spiral of Dumbness: Modern History from the Sports Desk. Uh, that one, I think he was big into sports betting at that time. So ah. that's uh, that's why that. So he wrote that to that. John Lennon's son. Hey sure. Rube, don't take it bad. Make it sad. No, zone. don't make that bet. Oh, don't make that bet. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That I was, got it. Uh, much better. That was two thousand and four. It's funny how many of these are being published in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. For the time he was around. I know. Well, I, I'd imagine that uh, his his uh, his uh, fear and loathing letters and the Gonzo papers they probably weren't. At the time, highly desired things until uh, Fear and Loathing really took, the movie off, took off. And yeah. then uh, The Rum Diary eventually yeah. came out. Well, that, that, pro- that came out later, though. Yeah. As we discussed. But yeah, I, I mean, even when Fear and Loathing came out, I don't think that was a very popular movie when in theaters. No, it did not do well critically. It, I think it developed a cult following. Well, they as, sh- as, as, as work as, Yeah. Well, that yeah. too. But um, as well, I mean, let's be honest, it is a great movie. It's insane. It's amazing. You know, yeah. if I knew I could handle it, I would drop a bunch of acid and watch a movie. I, mean, I, I, I think I'd lose it when he's in the Lizard Lounge. Yeah, when and that's, and that's early. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, I, <laughs> I'm stammering over just thinking about that. I think that would be pretty, that would be pretty brutal to comprehend. Because he's losing it. Yes. But I, it, we, I think we said this off air. I don't think we said it on air. But uh, I, I struggle to watch that movie sober. It feels wrong. You, <laughs> yeah, need, you yeah. need to have some sort of intoxication, inebriation, yeah. just to get in the flow. You can enjoy it. You can enjoy it fine. But you, you, just, you understand you just, it a little easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Suddenly, it doesn't sound so stupid. So weird. <laughs> in, inebriated. Yes. That's what we're looking for. And then uh, there were three more. Uh, Gonzo, f- photographs by Hunter S. Thompson. That was published after his death. And my understanding is that's primarily a photo book. And uh, then we got, I don't know much about this one. Happy Birthday, Jack Nicholson. That's, that one was hard to find information on, actually. Maybe I just did a really quick They're saying he search. wrote it? Yes. Uh, and then last but not least is uh, the one that you would expect to have been published much earlier is Fear and Loathing at Rolling Stone, The Essential Writings of Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, right. That was published in 2011. That encompasses 40 years of his work. Of, of articles from Rolling Stone. Yes. Yeah. That is all of his must-read Rolling Stone publications. You think of any journalist nowadays that... There, there hasn't been a journalist in the last thirty years that comes close to him. Well, no, I mean, in ge- anything even entertaining, entertainment-wise, there's never been. Because I mean, even from that era, nah. Because even then, you fl- you know, you flow into National Lampoons then in the late seventies, early eighties, basically the beginning of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and the, the articles they wrote, and so I mean. Uh, unfortunately, if there's anything out there, or anybody out there, you won't hear from them for another 20 years, probably. No. I, I don't think anybody nowadays is willing to go the route he went. I mean, he... I, but that's where Gonzo came from. Yeah. It, you, you weren't just supposed to be there to observe what was happening. You were supposed to inject yourself into what was happening and then make yourself the focal point. You were... You were what the story became about. Mm-hmm. Journalists won't do that now. Mm-hmm. And second of all, journalists don't have the spine to do it. Everybody, Everybody's worried about the repercussions. He didn't care. No. He was aware he was potentially mm-hmm. going to get arrested and sued and all sorts of... Or worse, with some yeah. of the things he covered. Oh, that's our time's up. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Man, that was the censor saying, fuck you guys, you We've done. been fired. <laughs> all right. But, so, uh, yeah, I... I Again, we've discussed this with musicians, but uh, for him, he, uh, definitely a generational talent. Yeah. All right, so continuing on. Yes. Um, some gonzo facts about Hunter. He was named after a famous Scottish surgeon. 
Were you were you were you were you, were you, were you calling on your Sean Connery to pronounce that? You were named after a Scottish surgeon. That's a terrible Sean Connery, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but Scottish surgeon. Oh my God! <laughs> you were talking about Saturday Night Live, and you inadvertently <laughs> summoned it. Fuck me. That was not what I had intentioned at all. Worked out pretty well. After a famous Scottish surgeon. <laughs> that, that is certainly interesting. <laughs> anyway, uh, he was reportedly named after one of his mother's ancestors, a Scottish surgeon named Nigel John Hunter. Uh, Hunter wasn't just your run-of-the-mill surgeon. In 2004 interview with the Independent, Thompson brought along a copy of The Reluctant Surgeon, a biography of Nigel Hunter. Um, a biography of his namesake, which read, A gruff Scotsman, Hunter has been described as the most important naturalist between Aristotle and Darwin, the wow. Shakespeare of medicine and the greatest man the British ever produced. He was the first to trace the lymphatic system. He performed the first human artificial insemination. He was the greatest collector of anatomical specimens in history. He prescribed the orthopedic shoe that allowed he prescribed the orthopedic shoe that allowed Lord Byron to walk. I thought you were going to say Forrest Gump to run. <laughs> uh, when pressed about what that description had to do with him, Thompson responded, well, I guess that might be the secret of my survival. Good genes. Yeah. Um, Hunter missed his uh, high school graduation because he was in jail. <laughs> few weeks before he was set to graduate from high school at the age of 17, he was charged with accessory to robbery and sentenced to 60 days in jail. One night, Ralston Steenrod, well, that's a poor name. Oh, I was going to say. Who was... Was that his stage? And, 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 oh, God. Who was in uh, Athenium with Hunter, was driving, and Hunter and another guy he knew were in the car. Thompson's childhood friend, Neville Blakemore, Recalled of the incident, as they were driving through Cherokee Park, the other guy said, Stop, I want to bump a cigarette from that car. Uh, people used to go park and neck at this spot, and the guy that got out apparently went back and mugged them. Uh, I said, Mug a cigarette, not bum. Yeah, yeah. They were, uh, they were all arrested. Uh, just before this, Hunter had been blamed for a nighttime gas station robbery. And before that, he and some friends got arrested for buying booze on the rage at Abe's Liquor Store on Frankfurt Avenue by the tracks. Yeah, that's a hell of a shout-out. Yeah, yeah, Abe's Liquor Store. You're welcome, Abe. So Hunter had a record and was already out on probation. He was given an ultimatum, jail or military. Hunter took the Air Force. He didn't graduate with his class. So that was high school. Um, uh... He used to type out famous novels to learn uh, yeah, the art of yep, writing. Okay. Yeah, he would uh, write Hemingway's books and stuff like that just to see. He would do it over and over just to see how, like, to get a feel of the words. Yeah. Like, as if he was writing them himself to yeah. see how they did things. Uh, in 1970, Thompson ran for sheriff of Pitkin County, Colorado. He almost won, too. Oh, yeah? Yep. On what he called the freak power ticket. Yeah. Among his political tactics, shaving his head so that he could refer to his opponent as his long-haired opponent. <laughs> Promising to eat mescaline while on duty and campaigning to rename Aspen Fat City to deter greedheads, land rapers, and other human jackals from capitalizing on the name Aspen. Um, unfortunately, he lost, it says. I, I believe uh, marijuana was also a part of his platform. Oh, well, whether he was going to legalize it go or something. Go figure. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1964, three years after Ernest Hemingway committed suicide at his cabin in Ketchum, Idaho. Thompson traveled to the late author's home in order to write what lured Hemingway to catch him. While there, according to his widow, Hunter got caught in the moment and took a big pair of elk horns over the front door in 2016. Uh, more than a decade after Thompson's death, Anita returned the antlers to the Hemingway family, which is something she and Hunter had always planned to do. They were, uh, uh, yeah, they were warm and kind of tickled, they were so open and grateful there was no weirdness, Anita said. So there, he stole... There was no weirdness. There were no weirdness. There was no weirdness. So uh, so he stole horns, elk horns from Hemingway's home. Yeah, shortly after he died. All right, you know what? Yeah, the Bluetooth speaker is being a dick. Yeah, it's really getting on my fucking nerves. 
Uh, it's like R2-D2 in a fucking background in his mouth. <laughs> uh, here's Now, here's one that I think will tickle you. Because of our group, our music group, one of our music groups, once I can get it out of me, Hunter Thompson once used the inside of musician John Oates' Colorado cabin as his personal parking space. Uh, earlier this month, musician John Oates, the later half of Hall & Oates, uh-huh. shared a story about his ranch in Woody Creek, Colorado, just outside of Aspen, which is currently the market for six on the market for $6 million. In an interview with Colorado Public Radio, Oates recalled how when he first purchased the cabin, there was a red convertible parked inside. Ooh, it's a shark. I happened to ask the real estate agent who owned the convertible, and he said, your neighbor, Hunter Thompson. Oates said, why is he keeping his car in a piece of property he doesn't own? The real estate agent looked at me and said, it's Woody Creek. You'll figure this out. It's a different kind of place. After sending several letters to the neighbor to retrieve his vehicle, Oates took matters into his own hands and deposited the car in Thompson's lawn. Oates said that the two became friends, but never mentioned the incident. I agree. <laughs> that really was. Uh, yeah. Hunter Thompson's ashes were shot out of a cannon at his funeral. Yep. Johnny Depp paid for it out of pocket. No shit. Yeah, the giant, uh, the, his fist with the two thumbs and the peyote button. Giant green, I forget how tall it was, but it was so tall that it, it was supposed to be a permanent fixture, but they made it so tall, they said they could only keep it up for a little while, and they launched his ashes out of it. With yeah. A very closed, very close friends only ceremony. Okay. Yeah. No, no You were there? On February 20th, 2005, at the age of 67, 67, man. Uh, yeah, it's young. really not that old. Thompson committed suicide, but Thompson was about to leave the world. This wasn't about to leave this world quietly. In August of that year, in accordance with his wishes, Thompson's ashes were shot into the air from a cannon while fireworks filled the sky. Yep. He loved explosions, his widow Anita told His widow Anita told Espen. Oh, I'm sorry, ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love that network, Espen. Espen, yeah. Yeah. which wrote that uh, the private celebration included actors Bill Murray and Johnny Depp, rock bands, blow-up dolls, and plenty of liquor to honor Thompson, who killed himself six months ago at the age of 67. So there you go. Those were uh, some um, special uh, intrigue facts into uh, the great Hunter Thompson. Oh, 82nd birthday we celebrated Thursday. Yeah. Um, was it the 18th? 19th. No, that would have been Friday. So, yes, it was the 18th. Oh, that's right. The clock changed already. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got you. 18th. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll edit that out. Sure. <laughs> it's like the Craig Ferguson show. We'll edit that yeah, out. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Never change I can over. thing. Yeah, hey, yeah. be quiet back there. <laughs> Tootsie frosty. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I don't um, know if I have anything else to add. No, I I mean, this will be, probably be a yearly thing, I would say. We'll, we'll comment and make a drink to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah um, but I've, I unfortunately have not yet read enough of his work to contribute forward. No, you already had me. You have like six books. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I only came across Fear and Loathing the movie because, well, I was a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't. I just like to get fucked up and watch weird things. <laughs> that, that's the proper. Movie and a fan of Johnny too. Depp. Was, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't hurt. No. But once I got in the movie, I got into the writings and, and. Yeah, that's the thing. You 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 watch a movie like that, and you go, "Was this really yeah. based on a book? Did somebody really do yeah. this?" And then you go, "I got to check this guy out." And then you go and you read it, and like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And you know, we were mentioning earlier people that are in the movie, Cameron Diaz. That's right. Yeah. Early Cameron Diaz. Yeah, probably. Very right after her little porn stuff she did. Yeah, her, uh, right before she broke. Yeah, yeah, because she did some uh, fetish nudity shots and whipping and stuff like that back in, before she hit mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Got to pay the bills. You can find those. Google Google them. They are there. Google Grome. I mean, it's just Cameron Diaz. It's not that, yeah. I mean, there's worse. That's true. <sighs> it could the, be that chick from Ghostbusters again. Uh, McCarthy. Sandy McCarty, no. whatever, whatever. Sandy, Sandy McCarty, what's her, what's her name? Leslie Jones is the one that got leaked. <laughs> oh, yeah, too. 
Nobody well, asked for well, that. I was thinking of the chick from Mike and Molly that was in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, what's her name? I don't know. Melissa. Yeah, that's yeah. Pig, Pig McCarthy. You're right. Oh, God. I don't know how that came up in this. I don't either. Mm. We'll edit that out. I saw I'm eating a... <laughs> Ice cold Burger King. That's still warm. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really loud, yeah, with nothing to follow. I'm chewing in the background. Uh, well, then I guess we should end our... Yeah, we should have prepared a little more. <laughs> that's not our speed. That's not our speed. Don't admit that on this show. We did prepare. They know. I had all that stuff I read. They know by now. I had all that stuff I read at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely wasn't read off your phone. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. But I, yeah, I think if you were to summarize this episode up, it wouldn't be a uh, a historical uh, summarization of Hunter S. Thompson. It would more be a a a celebration and appreciation. Yeah, yeah, because we we, we didn't research anything. <laughs> but we do appreciate him. Yeah, right? it, it's hard not to. I mean, the, the Rum Diary isn't insane like uh, Fear and Loathing. It's not. It, it has its, its own story, it, it's, which is exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's and as good in its own sense. Yeah, Johnny Depp met his wife in that movie, or his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah we won't get into that again. No, we won't go into the beating. But I mean, the just some of the stuff that did happen. Some, it's of, a good some movie. of the lines of that movie. Yeah, is it the clap? Standing, Standing ovation. ovation, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they raped him to death, <laughs> they were. And the chemistry between him and the other guy is incredible. Which guy? Uh, uh, the I think I actually think his name's Bob for some reason. His real life guy? No, the the guy that shows him around and he becomes buddies with. Oh, uh, where they're sitting on each other's lap, riding in that's the car. Just, yeah, that's I know. fucking hysterical. It's a great, it's a great yeah. Movie. yeah, they go d- bouncing down. And, uh, and another one that didn't do well in theaters. No. But I, and another thing with that one is very vividly. Oh, his name is Sala. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's great. And another one with that movie, it's very vividly shot. The colors. Yes, very, it's very it's, striking. Yeah. yeah, it's in Puerto Rico. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very vivid. And again, another good cast, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, all right. <laughs> but uh, no. yeah, I have nothing else to add. So what we'll do is we'll let Hunter take us out of this one and. And the show only way he could do. I think that's fair. Yeah, we yeah. we can't begin to touch. Narrated that. by Johnny Depp and. Yep. Thank you for listening. Don't take any guff from me, Swan. <laughs> Strange memories on this nervous night in Las Vegas. Has it been five years? Six? It seems like a lifetime. The kind of peak that never comes again. San Francisco in the middle 60s was a very special time and place to be a part of. But no explanation, no mix of words or music or memories can touch that sense of knowing that you were there and alive in that corner of time in the world, whatever it meant. There was madness in any direction. At any hour, you could strike sparks anywhere. There was a fantastic universal sense that whatever we were doing was right, that we were winning. And that, I think, was the handle. That sense of inevitable victory over the forces of old and evil. Not in any mean or military sense. We didn't need that. Our energy would simply prevail. We had all the momentum. We were riding the crest of a high and beautiful wave. So now, less than five years later, you can go up on a steep hill in Las Vegas and look west. And with the right kind of eyes, you can almost see the high water mark. That place where the wave finally broke and rolled back. Watch it!
he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live and too rare to die. We're all wired into a survival trip now. No more of the speed that fueled the 60s. That was the fatal flaw in Tim Leary's trip. He crashed around America selling consciousness expansion without ever giving a thought to the grim meat hook realities that were lying in wait for all those people who took him seriously. All those pathetically eager acid freaks who thought they could buy peace and understanding for three bucks a hit. But their loss and failure is ours too. What Leary took down with him was the central illusion of a whole lifestyle that he helped create. A generation of permanent cripples, failed seekers, who never understood the essential old mystic fallacy of the acid culture. The desperate assumption that somebody, or at least some force, is tending the light at the end of the tunnel.